Unfolding the eternal excellences, the hidden insights of the truth and the depth of the riches of wisdom and knowledge. The Bible says, I have cleansed thee by the word. I have not pointed to your weaknesses. He says, I have cleansed thee by the word. I have pointed to your strength. And this is your strength, that I am Christ in you, the hope of glory. The glory of freedom, the glimpses into eternity. The gospel is not supposed to be an assumption. It's not supposed to be just a mere presupposition. Truth is older than language, but the word of God is way deeper than any human language. And now, Apostle Grace with the word. John chapter 3 verses 8. The Bible says, The wind bloweth where it listeth. Somebody shout hallelujah. The wind bloweth where it listeth. And thou hearest the sound thereof, but canst tell whence it cometh, and whither it goeth. So is everyone that is born of the Spirit. Somebody shout hallelujah. So is everyone that is born of the Spirit. So is everyone that is born of the Spirit. So is everyone that is born of the Spirit. Praise God. How does Jesus get to, to, uh, to this point? There was a gentleman called Nicodemus. The Bible says he was a ruler among his people. The Jews. And the Bible says he came at night and said unto him, Rabbi, we know that thou art a teacher that is come from God. For no man can do these miracles except God is with him. They knew it. Praise God. And the Bible says, and Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, very I say unto you, Except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. He cannot perceive with the senses. That's what it means. When the Bible says he cannot see, the word there written is he cannot perceive with the physical senses. Praise God. He cannot perceive even with any other sense, whether in this world or the world not seen. Praise God. And that's deep right there. And the next Bible says, but now Nicodemus says unto him, how can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter the second time into his mother's womb and be born? You see how Nicodemus is thinking? And the Bible says, Jesus answered and told him, verily, verily, I say unto you. Now I want you to understand, everywhere in scripture you see verily, verily, that word repeated. It means this is one of the ancient wisdoms. Ancient wisdom is repeated. Ancient things are repeated. Praise God. Everywhere in scripture you see God repeat himself. I want you to know that some of the oldest wisdom. Some of the oldest truth. Praise God. So Jesus said, verily, verily I say unto thee, except a man be born of word and of the spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. And that which is born of flesh, the Bible says, is flesh. And that which is born of spirit is spirit. That's why I tell him, now marvel not that I say unto thee, he must be born again. That's how now he gets into the wind bloweth. Now, the Hebrew word there for wind, there are actually two words that define wind. Right? Now, your understanding of wind, wind, like this current of air that blows. Right? The Greek word for air that blows is anemos. Right? When wind comes and blows, the Greek word there is what? 
Anemos. That's what, that's what wind is. But if you study the Greek word there, it's not anemos, which is the physical wind. No, the Greek word there for wind is pneuma. Right? Meaning, if we are to read it in the way you should understand it, it should go such as, the spirit bloweth where it listeth. Did you hear that? And thou hearest the sound thereof, but cannot tell where it cometh from, and whither it goeth. So is everyone which is born of the spirit. The spirit bloweth where it listeth. And thou hearest the sound thereof, but cannot tell whence it cometh. And he says, and where it goes. And he says, and so is everyone which is born of the Spirit. So is everyone which is born of the Spirit. Are you here and you're born again? Do I have a witness here? Do I have somebody born of the Spirit? Tonight something wonderful is going to open up on your spirit. Now let me explain. There's a reason why at first Jesus separates, he draws that very clear dichotomy. And he says, that which is born of the flesh is flesh. And he says that that which is born of the spirit, he says, it is spirit. It belongs to spirit. It is made of spirit. In fact, the word there also is it, it wrestles only with spirit. It cannot wrestle with the flesh. That's why Paul says that we wrestle not against flesh and blood. Are you following what I'm saying? When he says that which is born of the spirit is spirit. It, it, it maintains spirit. It belongs spirit. It stays spirit. When, when you're born spirit, you cannot change to another nature. Are you hearing me? A spirit cannot cease to be a spirit. Who is understanding what I'm saying? So it says because you're born of the spirit, the Bible says you're spirit. Now, he continues to say here and he says, look, He's giving you the characteristic of the spirit. And he says that the spirit, it bloweth where it listeth. And it gives the distinction of, of how you can tell that the spirit is blowing or moving or is functioning. He says, you hear the sound thereof. Somebody shout Hallelujah. He says, you hear the sound thereof, but you don't know where it's going or it's coming from, where it's coming from or where it's going. You cannot define its direction, but you can tell the sound, and that sound tells you that the, the spirit is blowing a certain direction. The wind is blowing a certain direction. And he says, and so is everyone which is begotten of God. Let's go deeper here. When the Bible says the wind blows where it listeth, it means in the simplest English, the wind blows where it wheels. It wheels. The wind blows where it wheels. I want to help you understand who you are and what you're made of. The wind blows where it wheels. James chapter 125 message Bible that. Now the Bible says that whoever catches a glimpse of the revealed counsel of God the free life somebody say the free life says even out of the corner of his eye and sticks with it the Bible says 
is not distracted, scatterbrained, but a man or woman of action, that person will find delight and affirmation in the action. He'll find delight and affirmation in the action. The KJV says that he that stares, that looks into the perfect law of liberty and continueth therein, he being not a forgetful hearer, the verse is but a doer of the work. He says, this man shall be blessed in his deed. What does that mean? The gospel, the gospel of Jesus Christ is the law of free men. The gospel is the law of the free life. When we talk about the gospel of Jesus Christ, why it's good news? It is because it takes away all limitation on the man perfected in the understanding of this counsel. Because it's within the nature of that man and responsibility of the same man. When the Bible says the spirit blows where he wills, that means when the spirit decides and says he's going to do this, nobody questions the working of the spirit. It's, it's inherent within the spirit to determine what he wants to do. That's so much great responsibility on a corruptible being. That is why God could not put such responsibility on corruption. He put that responsibility on an incorrupt being. The Holy Spirit cannot be corrupted. So he cannot will against the Father. He can only be for the truth and not against the truth. Who understands what I'm saying? And because of that, great responsibility is given. The fallen nature, the first Adamic that you and I understand and we were begotten of firstly, right? He says firstly, it's a natural man, right? And then a spiritual. That first Adamic nature with which you were born naturally first, right? Was given responsibility over the earth to subdue, to replenish the earth and given authority over cattle, over the things of the air, over the fishes and every living thing that moveth upon. But that was a corruptible nature. Somebody shout hallelujah. And I asked people one day, I said, if a corruptible nature could be given responsibility over the earth, what would an incorruptible nature be given? Think about it. When we're talking of the incorruptible nature, we're talking of the, the entity, that the individual, the person that God entrusts both with the earthly and the heavenly things. The Bible says we are stewards of the mysteries of God. Somebody shout hallelujah. Moreover, when it comes to the stewardship, the Bible says it's expedient that a man be found faithful. It is required in stewards. Do you know what it means to keep the secrets of heaven? That means before God does something, you already know. You're watching it unwrap, but you already know where it's going and where it's coming from. Somebody shout hallelujah. Now let's talk about this liberty I'm talking about. The law of free men. The law of free men. The perfect law of liberty. This free life. When James is praying, he says, I pray that somebody sees it. I pray that you get the glimpse of what it means to be free. Some of us, our definition of freedom is from demonic attacks. Okay? So you can be free from demonic activity 
but still not be free. When the Bible says that who saw the sun sets free, is free indeed. We are not talking about just the freedom that gets food on your table and gets you a, a nice car in the house. No! Even the heathen have these things. There's something that makes you a superior being on the face of the earth. There's something that should make the richest man in the world look at you and admire you. It's more than food on the table, clothes on your body, children and a house and a car. It's, oh, oh, this freedom, this freedom is access. It's for access. This freedom is the grace for God to allow you to work as the spirit. You are. Human limitation begins in the indifference and ignorance in the reality of God's counsel toward the new creation pertaining what it means to be free. When you don't understand what it means to be free, there will be limitation on your life. There will be limitation on your life. Look at the son of God, Jesus Christ. One time he's doing his meditations like a normal person does. And he's walking on water. That was a miracle to the ones who saw him. Indeed, the Bible says, when they saw him, they said, it is a spirit. They didn't say, oh my God, look at a man walking on water. They didn't say, look at a man walking on water. No, they said, oh my God, it is a numa. That means... It is in the nature of. <laughs> That's why the man Peter, not being in the nature, he told the Lord, if it be you, bid me that I come. That was a man not in the nature. The new creation can't say, if it is you, God, let me walk on. It's part of the nature of the spirit man. There is. There was a fellow one time who was uh, giving a testimony of his life. He got born again years later, but he was raised in witchcraft and many things. And then he says, because he was raised in one of the most deep-seated um, sorcery families in the area, the state where he was raised, he said, there are many things that he knew were normal, but were not normal with normal human beings. He said one time he saw his father levitating. He saw it with his eyes. So, they taught him how to levitate, how to suspend in air. Now, for him when he goes to school, he thinks everyone can do it. Yet that is a fallen nature. We can explain how it levitates. You can even say in the name of Jesus and it falls down. Oh, Jesus was not held by angels on water. Some people think eh, that angels took their hands under and they said, let's hold the son of God. No. <laughs> no. Jesus was of a certain nature that if it made up its mind not to sink, it would not sink. Some of you don't know how strong you are in the spirit and who you are in God. You, you need to understand this. I'm going to go a bit deeper. Jesus draws the standard for you and I and he says, look, when the physical man saw me, he says, uh -uh, this must be a spirit. 
There is a lot of human limitation. Right? In our dispensation and time. Only because we do not know much about the free life that is in Christ. Some people think that this is something you give a spiritual baby who just wants to show that I can walk on water. Okay, let me walk and I show you. No. There is nothing Jesus did and it was not a lesson. Every miracle in the present truth, the gospel of Jesus Christ, every miracle was a revelation. You become a pattern for them that should believe after, like Paul says. That is the responsibility of God toward you and your responsibility to men because God has entrusted you with much. When God says to whom much is given, much is required. Some people think you, you just wake up and do a luxury miracle. You, you just show off a miracle because you can do a miracle. Somebody, one time they saw the fellow. This guy said, let me do a miracle because I can. I said, the son of God was moved with compassion and healed men. In this dispensation, there is another fellow who is doing a miracle just because he can. Are you following what I'm saying? That's not the way of the spirit. There is responsibility to everything that adds on you physically. There is responsibility for every anointing, every level of glory that you enter. Why? Because you see, to the end of these things, that they are for learning. That those who come after will see these things and through patience and hope, obtain salvation. You must look at yourself as a pattern. You must tell God, you know what God, everything that you put on my life, let somebody look at it and look at me as a book to read. Let me bless them in everything. Let me do business. Like people who see this business will look at it as a pattern. Oh, but there's somebody here believing God for a nice business. Says that he can get a job and a car and feed his children. How shallow. How short-sighted. You owe the world something. Tell your neighbor you owe the world something. And heaven is counting on you. You must see this. You must see it. It is not something that can just be told. You have to see it in the spirit. That your responsibility is for the world. The whole world is looking at you. The whole world is screaming at you. Even the things that these trees, creation literally is groaning for your manifestation. Oh, now, this is a law. It's not a principle. It's not in your doing. No, it's in your nature. It's the law that sets us free. The freedom to will. And carry the righteousness of that will. The Bible says to the pure, all things are pure. But it says, but to the what? Defiled and unbelieving, nothing is pure. Because their mind and conscience are defiled. Let me explain this. When the Bible says, blessed are the pure, right? For they shall see God. When God speaks of the purity of the spirit, 
Of course, there's a, it's threefold, right? There's a purity of the, of the flesh. There's a purity of the soul. And the purity of the spirit. Purity of the body, you keep it. Purity of the soul, you maintain it. Purity of the spirit, you align it to truth. Are you following what I'm saying? When it says blessed are the pure, this purity takes a man to a place of understanding. Firstly, who he is in God. And when that man understands who he is in God and what he has in God, his mind is renewed every day. And the renewal of that mind gets this man from the good to the acceptable to the perfect will of God concerning his life. When a man understands the perfect will of God concerning his life, that man will understand that it is not ordained in the mind of God to limit a spirit. It has never been in the mind of God to limit a regenerated spirit. It's not in his nature to limit a regenerated spirit. So if the regenerated spirit sees limitation, then that limitation is on the spirit. It is not on the God who created that spirit. Who is understanding what I'm saying? Whatever limitation is in your life is because of who you are and what you know. It's not because of what God has released. That is why One time I was reading a book and a man said, I want to die empty. Right? And then he was giving an example and he said, you know in graves, graves are buried with too much information, data, you know. And that's true. Many people died with science, biology, geography, revelation, visions, anointing. Graves are full of what? They said graves are wealthy. Right? And then this man in his... Humility that I now understand is false. He said, you know, I want to go to the grave empty. And one time I was reading it, the Spirit of God told me, wait. Firstly, there is not anywhere in Scripture that a new creation can go to the grave. Who is understanding what I'm saying? A new creature... Cannot go to the grave. A new creature can't go to the grave. Who understands what I'm saying? No. Death has been defeated. Brethren, I show you a mystery. We shall not sleep. But we shall be metamorphosed. It's not in our nature to go to the grave. When they take your body to the grave, it won't be you. To be your body. Number two. Number two. If God dwells in a new creature, right? God has entrusted you the stewardship of the mysteries of heaven. You've left the third dimensional world. You've entered the fifth dimension of understanding. Are you hearing me? It means he has entrusted a finite being with infinite stuff. He said, eye has not seen. Ear has not heard. It has not entered the hearts of man. That which God has prepared. But he has revealed it unto us by his spirit. The spirit of God is inside you. He is the revelation of things eye has never seen, ear has never heard, has not entered the hearts of men. 
you will not die. Are you hearing me? When all of that stuff is over. You're an infinite being. The Bible calls you an eternal excellence. You are born of eternity. This is eternal life. That you might know the one true God and his only son, Jesus. God is inside you. God can't be empty. I will not live empty. I can't be empty. How can, he says out of them shall flow rivers of living water. Are you going to dry out the river and then go to the grave? You don't yet know who you are. You don't know who you are. The Bible says of his fullness we have received. Not of his portion and part. So which part on you is going to get over by the time you get to the grave when you have received of his fullness? If the fullness of God cannot decimate, how can you decimate? How can you decrease? How can you empty? Listen. We go because we finished our part. Not because we are empty. Paul says, I've run my race. I have finished my course. We don't go because we are empty. I can never get empty. Why? Because every time I close my eyes and I say, Rabokosh, Rimano, Sarah, something inside there is telling me there is more. He says, Counsel in the heart of man is as deep waters. But only a man with understanding can draw it out. How deep are you to empty? No, your body will be taken to the grave. You'll go to heaven when you're finished. But you'll never be empty. For as long as you're alive, revelation will come every morning. Of what eye has not seen. For as long as you're in this body, I mean, Paul, look at Paul's life in his end. I have run my race. I have finished my course. Are you hearing me? And he says, I have kept the faith. And now he said in the next verse that hence therefore is laid upon me a crown of righteousness which the Lord has, the righteous judge, who shall give me that day. When the man says he has run his race, he has finished his course, he's waiting for a crown. That doesn't mean like, doesn't, it doesn't even in any sense suggest, any sense suggest that the man is empty. In fact, at one point he says, my cup runneth over. In his last years, he was running over. In the last years of Paul, he was running over. He was overflowing. That's the third. Okay, every person has three major stages of ministry. That is if you transition from normal Christianity into ministry. Are you hearing me? There is a stage of preparation. Right? Because God never takes you to a place without preparing you for the place. If he does, you will fall. And it's not in the mind of God for the new creation to fall. It's not in the nature of the new creature to fall. So that means it's as automatic that he prepares the man for the place. Look at Adam. Was he prepared for Eden? He created everything and put man there. So Adam, he, because he was of the corruptible nature, 
The incorruptible nature is not introduced into something it's not prepared for. Your God's workmanship created in Christ Jesus and two good works. The Amplified says, for which you were prepared, you were, you were made ready, taking parts which he prepared ahead of time, that we should walk in them, living the good life which he prearranged and made ready for us to live. God prepares you both as an individual and before the place comes. So when you get into the place, you're ready. The sufficiency is not of you, but it is of him which makes you an able minister of the covenant. You can do all things by him who strengthens you. Everything is made. When you enter the space of ministry, you're prepared. Are you hearing me? But in that process, there's a place of judgment. And what is judgment? Understanding the judgments of God. What is understanding the judgments of God? It's the place where you take time as an individual to reconcile your intellect with the conviction of revelation that is coming to you. Revelation... The revelation of the person of Jesus Christ to you is an affirmation. It's not a confirmation. No, it's an affirmation because he, you're in his nature. He's in you. Everything we are speaking is inside you. Paul says we behold like in a mirror the glory of God. Why do we behold like in a mirror? Because the word of God is a mirror. Any man that reads the word, right? And so any man that he speaks of, a, James speaks of a man who looks into the mirror, right? And forgets the way. He looks. That's a man who reads and he's not a doer, isn't it? He's likened to a man who, who looks into the mirror and forgets who he is the moment he walks away. Do you understand what I'm saying? Because this Bible, the word is a mirror. He says you are an epistle known and read by all men. And he says ministered by us. That means every time we open to minister the word, we are talking about you. Jesus is not a secondary element that we are progressively introducing you to. No. He's a primary distinction that is in the nature of every believer. Jesus is in you. Christ in you. The hope of glory. And you are in him. The beautiful thing. Right? Him in you and you in him. You're this one complete being. That's the glory among them that don't believe. To watch us and say, indeed there is a God here. There is a Jesus in this man. Who is understanding what I'm saying? But you see, let me first go to that Adam. The first Adam, right? He was not ready. He could not know it all. The new creation cannot inherit Eden. Because Eden carried a certain nature. It was made for a certain man of a certain nature. Some people say, oh, you know, God has restored us to the new Eden. No, no. There is no such thing as that. Look for it. Where is it? What we have entered is called the kingdom of God. The word there for kingdom is called the realm. We have entered the realm of God. That means we, woo, we have entered the realm where God is. We have entered the realm where God works. We've entered the realm where God functions. We've entered the realm where God thinks. That's the realm we're in. It's called the kingdom of God. It's not just a small little garden with a tree not to eat and not to eat. Uh -uh. We are not in the knowledge of good and evil. No. Our eyes single. Our bodies flooded with light. The Greek word there is ophthalmos. 
The way we see God is the way he sees himself. And the way he sees us is the way we, we see ourselves. Why? Because we are one with him. He that is joined to the Lord, he's one spirit with the Lord. Come up thither. Come on. Lift up your sight and see. Somebody's eyes, ah, somebody has to see it. We are no longer human beings trying to reach out to God. We are where he is. Who has known the mind of God? Who has understood the thoughts of God? That is what instruct him. He said, but we have the mind. We have the mind. We have the mind of God. It's not what Jesus would do. It is what he is doing. We are present day thinking exactly the way he thinks. But somebody has to come to this reality. Such that the free life. You will not go under to look for him. He says you will not go above to ascend. And say oh let's look for him. He says it is nisey. It is in nine mouths. That word which we preach. It's called the word of faith. You have to believe in your spirit that Jesus is in you. And he comes in the figure of the word. And that word was in the beginning with God. The same was with him. Nothing was made that is made without him. And that word is inside you. The word that created the earth is inside you. The word that created everything you see is inside you. So I told them, nothing shall be impossible with them. That means their problem is they lack creativity of the God mind. Their echoes are not voices. They are cheap copies of great originals. They cannot allow the inspiration of the spirit to stir up something new. He says, behold, I do a new thing. It shall spring forth. It shall not delay. And he says, I'll create water. Rivers in the wilderness. In the desert, sorry. Are you hearing? And water in the wilderness. And he's talking about this new creature. This new creation in Christ. That's the new thing. He says it will look like water in the wilderness. It will look like a river in the desert. That's how it will look like. My goodness. We are entering a season. We are entering the time as a body of Christ. Where we are going to do things and men will say this is water in the wilderness. Where we are going to do things and men will say this is a river in the desert. Oh, but there's somebody who still thinks that you're still at the level of asking, oh God, I need money. I need, a, I need school fees. Oh, lift your eyes and see. Oh God, I need a job. Lift your eyes and see. Oh God, I need marriage. Lift your eyes and see. Oh God, I want a car. Lift your eyes and see. And all these things shall be added. In fact, when you understand those things, the way the spirit world works as a spirit, he has not created the incorruptible being in nature, right? To want any good thing. No, he has put it in any good thing to want the new creature. He said, and all these things shall be added. 
Surely goodness and mercy shall follow. Do you know what it means for goodness and mercy to show? Every good thing. It is looking for you saying, where are you going? I'm coming. Are you hearing me? You say, I don't want you. No, it comes out, but I want you. It says, I don't want you. Are you hearing me? The church of Jesus has got to transition beyond the testimonies of fees and shoes and clothes. Look at the early church. Oh my God. Stephanus opened blind eyes, deaf ears until the whole city is stirred by the Holy Ghost. A church has to change shape. That men will look through and see. There is a God with his fellows. There is something. One time I read a story that has been confirmed by many people of a certain group of people who asked a certain fellow to sell them land to put their church there. Right? And the fellow refused. And they built a church somewhere else and floods came in the same area. The church floated. Are you hearing me? And moved. It even took corners. And by the time the waters went down, it was settled on the man's property. He just told him. I has not seen. Ear has not heard. Now that one you've heard about it. We are not talking about that. May God do something through your faith. That people will talk about one day and say, this is God himself. And that's the irony of the men of this world. When Jesus explains the mystery, Nicodemus asks, how? And Jesus asks him, art thou a master in Israel and knowest not? Because the mastery you have is carnal. It is religious. It's of the flesh. It's of this world. The mastery of this world is limited in all manner. That's why I get disturbed when doctors talk like God. You know you're going to die. If you don't do this, it's two days, this will die. You know, th listen, even you, they just taught you. Even you, you're going to die. Whose report will you believe? No! Rakatalaba! I shall live to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. With long life, he will satisfy you. Human wisdom is limited. Somebody shout hallelujah. Shout hallelujah. God has not made the new creature to even imagine limitation. He has not created the new creation to even imagine luck. So he said, oh, apostle, but I lack. See, you're already fallen to be conscious of luck. It's the responsibility of tomorrow to worry on its own. He says, don't worry, right? For tomorrow has its own to worry. Do you know what that means? It means tomorrow is thinking, where is Apostle Grace going to eat food from? How is he going to drink? Where is he going to dress? Where will he get the... Tomorrow has its own to worry. He says that for take no thought for tomorrow, for the morrow shall take thought for the things of itself. 
you know what that means? Tomorrow is already planning for me. So I'm going to wake up tomorrow. I'm going to say, uh-huh, so, 12s. What do we got? What do we got? But there's a man or woman here who is still saying, what am I going to do tomorrow? No. Tomorrow is already worried of you. It is planning. All things are working together for good because you love the Lord and you're called according to his purpose. Shout hallelujah! It's not supposed to be in the consciousness of a new creature to think of lack and limitation. God has not made you that way. He has not created you that way. I lack nothing. I lack nothing. They call you, my son, is the pocket money over? He said, no, no, no. I still have. Just send because you have to. Do you know why I don't fundraise? I don't have the consciousness of luck. I can't spend one hour talking about money. No. Because I know who called me. I know what is inside here. I know how rakata. Paul says I know how to abound. And I know how to be a best. If I'm instructed. I'm instructed. Tell your neighbor I can't be poor. I can never be poor. It's not in my nature to be poor. And I cannot beg another man. So get it. King shall come to my rising. Because I am favored. In all I do. All. Oh, oh. Touch, touch, touch the ground where you're seated, touch the house where you live, touch the shoe you're The ground is blessed. Because you said it, <laughs> you're free men. That is why in James 2.12, he says, speak ye and so do. As they which shall be judged by the law of liberty. The way you talk and the things you do. You do them like someone who will be judged by the same law that makes you free. Listen. God comes to Moses. He tells him, take off your shoes. He tells him, for where you are is holy ground. How did the ground make holy? Did it consecrate itself? Did it fast for 40 days? Did it take time in sanctifying itself? To be holy enough for Moses to come and stand on. Because God said it was so. Because his presence was there. The ground was holy. And you have the presence of God. <laughs> Life and death are in the power of the tongue. Uganda is peaceful. You have not understood what I just said. Uganda is the richest nation on the continent of the earth. The richest man in the world is here. <laughs> I'm speaking as a free man. I am speaking as a free man. I'm speaking as a free man. Fanero is doubling in a few days. 
talking as a free man. Oh, Rabakosa, Rabasoka. Asia, we are ready for you. Serebrakatarabakosa. I'm talking as, a, and he tells me, <laughs> blow where you list, <laughs> blow where you will. Sereke branda shakataraba, reke brandos. Somebody shout hallelujah. And he says there is a place when you come to the full understanding you will see that I've entrusted you with the freedom to will. No, he didn't say that I will entrust you. No, I have entrusted you to blow where you list with the freedom to will. And he says, and so is everyone that is born of the Spirit. And he says, this is the one underlying sign. You will have a sound. And he says, even things without what? Without life. The Bible says, except they give a distinction in sounds. How shall it be known what is piped or hopped? In the book of Acts, when the Holy Spirit came, he says in the day of Pentecost, when they were gathered praying and doing all these kinds of things, the Bible says the Spirit of the Lord came. In verse 2, and suddenly, he says, there came a sound from heaven. When the Spirit blew, there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind. He says, except it gives a distinction in sound, it is not moving. Who is understanding what I'm saying? He says, the Spirit of God searches out. The Bible says, the Amplified, he says, but God has revealed it unto us by His Spirit. The Bible says, for the Holy Spirit searches diligently, exploring and examining everything, even sounding the profound and bottomless things of God. Everywhere the Spirit of God is, there's a distinctive sound in the Spirit. You cannot be a spirit man and you don't sound. All the sound you're giving is indifferent. And how does it become indifferent? When the way you do and speak is contrary to the law of free men. You can't say you're poor. He said, none shall say I am sick. You can't say marriage is failing. You can't say my ministry is over. You can't say that person destroyed my life. No man can destroy your life. No woman can. Oh. Speak as one who shall be judged. Now, look at the judgment of the saints. God is going to judge us not because of how bound we were, but because of how free we were. The judgment of God is coming because of how free we are. God will ask you, why didn't you change Mexico? Why didn't you change New Zealand? What did you do when Somalia was in poverty? What did you do when Saudi Arabia was building more mosques? The responsibility. You have had sounds. But they are getting distinction tonight. Every word you will speak in the spirit. It will carry a distinction that will alter the destinies of nations. 
the economies of nations, the politics of nations, the lives of men. Do you know you can make a statement right now, this very moment, and change the history of your family now? Listen to me. There is an anointing I have seen coming right now on certain individuals. Your eyes are going to open to the full understanding of what it means to be free. Somebody speak in tongues. Speak in tongues. Come on, somebody speak in tongues. Come on, create something. Create something. hit my spirit 
the Lord told me one of the most profound statements and has stayed on my heart since then. He told me, Grace Lubega, the world will become so small because I'm bigger than the world and I'm in you. The Bible says if the things that were done by Christ were to be written, even the volume of the books, the Bible says this earth would not be able to contain do you know what that means? Both in the physical and spiritual. The earth could not contain. That means, huh, Paul says, of whom we have many things to say. There is somebody on this ground. Tonight is the day you've been waiting for. Something has opened up and is opening up on your soul. The world is going to become small. Power Economies are going to become small. Institutions are going to become small. Your university is going to become small. Your education is going to become small. Your career is going to become nano unrecognizable I hear the word men I've entrusted the nations with there are people here you're not walking out the same man and woman you came nations are going to call you faster than you can fly nations are going to open up faster than you can enter Holy Ghost! Touch somebody. Touch somebody. Touch somebody. Touch somebody. The world will listen to you. Nations will listen to your wisdom. The earth will respond to you. Even the things that are not living, they will respond to you. Trees will respond to you. Animals will respond to you. The weather will respond to you. Economies will respond to you. Leaders will respond to you. Receive it in the name of Jesus. Hey! You're going to do something the world has never seen before. Holy Ghost, where is that person? I feel it. I feel it. I know when God is doing something. That's the thing about the apostolic. You know. You know. Power of Thank you, Holy Spirit. I want you to give the Lord a mighty hand of praise like you know what he has done. Come on, that is. Clap like the world is yours. Like all things are yours. God is doing something new receive it God is doing something new we are going to see it we will testify of it we will indeed say this is the doing of the Lord and it is good I have believed 
I have believed and so should you. Believe God to do things that your children it's impossible not to write about us. It will be impossible not to write about you. Thank you Holy Spirit. Thank you Holy Spirit. But I feel there is more. Somebody put up your hands. Spirit of the Sovereign Lord. Do it. Do it. I see it. The responsibility of nations. Holy Spirit, do it. Do it. Do it. I still see that he's, he's moving. Hey! Thank you, Jesus. That's why you will live. That's why you will not die. That is why you cannot fail. Somebody clap your hands to Jesus. Sickness is healing now. If you are diseased in any way, receive your healing. Banagi. Leave those things of I'm an African. I come from a poor family. Forget that nonsense. This thing is bigger than your color. It is bigger than your family. Thank you, Holy Spirit. 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 Now, if you have never given your life to Christ, best decision you could ever make in your life. Best decision you could ever make in your life. Best decision you could ever make in your life. Best decision. Repeat these words after me. Say, Lord Jesus. Tonight, I believe with my heart and I confess with my mouth that you are Lord. I receive your life, your spirit, your person, your testimony, and everything you are. Tonight, I'm born again. Thank you for shedding your blood for me and raising to life for my glory. Tonight, my life changes. The message you have just heard was brought to you by Fenero Ministries International. For more information, contact us on telephone number 041-466-4291 or email us at fenerocompala at gmail.com. You can also find us on the web at www.fenero.org. Or better still, feel free to join us every Thursday for our weekly fellowships at Uma Multipurpose Hall from 5 p.m. to 8 p.m. You can also catch the live stream at livestream.com slash Fenero. Fenero. Make manifest.